confused. Let uh-huh. me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Uh, do you understand that this show's got an actual sponsor? Who's the sponsor? Manscaped. Manscaped. What do they do? Okay, check this out, man. Let me ask you. You you got a lot of hair. You ever shave your balls? I ain't fucking with it, man. No, you, no, you don't no, shave no, your balls. No, no, no. You the never only shave time your balls. I shaved my balls is when I was tweaking off a of meth. Yeah, and what did right. you use to shave your balls when you were tweaking off? I fucking got that razor that they sell at the corner liquor store for twenty five cents. Right. You ever and nick then, a wrinkle? You ever nick a wrinkle? A what? A wrinkle, a ball wrinkle. You ever cut a ball I don't wrinkle? Know what the fuck that is. Oh, You've I never know, cut your shave. balls. I just shaved a little bit around the base, so I, you know, so I could feel as though that maybe, you know, it would give me an inch or two, you know. Because when you on meth, you pulling, <laughs> you shaking and pulling, and yeah, you got the girl in the room, but at, at the same time, yeah, get the yeah, Schmitty. Yeah, Schmitty. Bring your ass yeah, up yeah, in here. Close that door behind you, partner. I gotta get over uh, there. All right, all right. So, so, okay. So, listen. So, 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 hey, wait. Talk to me. Okay. So the support for the Hard Luck Show is brought to you by Manscaped, right, who is the that? best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers up precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, right. this is breaking news. Important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your... What, what is, is that public or pubic? It looks like pubic. It looks like yeah. public to me. Okay, I'm going to say public, yeah, but it looked yeah, like but, pubic. But we can make it pubic. That's right. Service announcement. After more than 18 uh-huh. months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Smitty, you ever shave your balls? Uh, yeah, with electric. Yeah? Do you ever catch a wrinkle? Uh, you know... One time, I think I did, because it goes cut down there, but I didn't feel it. You didn't feel it. Well, let me tell you. Guess what? Yeah. All that manscaping, you know, all those those accidents. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Manscapes Engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball trimmer ever created. Right. I'm talking about this is the third generation generation trimmer. Right. Features a cutting edge ceramic blade, preventing manscaped accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to the Manscaped Advanced Skin Safe technology. Right. So check it out. So so what happened to you, uh, Smitty, where you, you nicked a wrinkle? Right? You cut <laughs> a wrinkle? I think I might have been a little bit high that night, though, when I was doing <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks to manscaping, all those manscaping accidents are finally a thing in the the past. Bro. That's right, man. So you can get high if you want and fucking shave your balls, <laughs> all right? So listen, here's the other thing. Smitty ain't getting high because if he gets high, I'm going to kick his ass That's off. right. You know what? You might kick his ass, Big Lep, but he's going to have the smoothest, no, safest balls. He's going to He's going to have the smoothest, safest balls oh. this side of the Mississippi. Well. And let me tell you something. You get 20% off our audience because our audience is the best audience in the entire world. Let me tell you something about our audience. Our audience is the most loyal, most manly, most... Uh, intelligent, strongest audience that there is, and they're all going to get 20% off and free shipping. Go to Manscaped. The uh, code, promo code is LUCKY20. LUCKY20. That's it. LUCKY20 at Manscaped. Right. So, uh, because of Smitty got his balls sheared, (laughs) that's why Manscaped's redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting it. It's the third generation. Manscaping accident. Thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. So even if you're tweaking and you want to take it apart, put it back together, you'll still have enough electricity to continue Damn, to shave your balls. Really? Hey, and listen, man. Jeez. One of the coolest features <laughs> on the Manscaped tool is the LED light. 
illuminating. Oh, they can do that shit in the dark. Areas, bro, for a close more. And you could use that LED light to look for rocks that might have fallen in the carpet, right? Yeah, so you want to do some low lighting by candlelight with your girl and do it together? Listen, they've also upgraded to 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke. Trademark, quiet stroke technology. Quiet stroke so you don't have a stroke during your long stroke. Exactly. <laughs> and let's not forget the charging stand. My God. Right? This stand <laughs> is the most. Let's not forget about let's that. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. yeah you show got your. A, you got a picture of this contraption. It's, yeah. It's online. It. Here. All right. Well, you can't. Manscaped. So go to manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. All right. 20% off free shipping with the code lucky20 at manscaped.com. Again, right? that's lucky20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping for all you cheap ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Now, come on. Lucky20, Manscaped, supporting the show. Support Manscaped because Manscaped supports the show. Make and a good your balls it. will thank you. Oh, my God. You're a part of hard luck. Pimpsy card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pimpsy card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Indeed, it's a beautiful afternoon at the Mayfair Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. On my left, my co-host is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, here to make your earbuds bleed again. Come on, bring it. More pain to the sunrise, getting braided up as my pain dries. The blood yeah. falls from the red sky. My lady singing that war cry. We'll break him up like mannequins. Looking in the eyes, they panicking. Now draped up in a bear hide. Yeah. Indians with savages. Stop breaking shit right now. Yeah. Talking about, man. That's like my anthem, too, kind of. You know? Yeah, it is. Dude, you did your fucking DNA shit. What did it come back as? Like 13% Native American. Man, we gotta get you in a bro. That's why we have no hair. Dude, that's exactly why we don't have hair. Speaking of no hair, that's why why we're able to donate Manscaped, right? Manscaped.com, our sponsor. Guys who uh, help men groom below the belt. Uh, lucky 20, 20% off, free shipping for everybody who needs to trim that fucking bush that's down below. That's Your why balls she, will be thanking you. Right. You got ball deodorant. They got, they got uh, aftershave for your balls. They got uh, fucking... State-of-the-art uh, trimming. State-of-the-art underwear. LED lighting. Right. Manscaped.com. The reason why she's not sucking your dick is because you got too much hair. All right? That's what Manscaped's here to say. Too much hair. It's getting in her eye. Mow that down. Mow it down. In fact, it's called the lawn mower is what it's called. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, enough it's of that. It's a two-stroke for the long stroke, so you don't have a stroke. <laughs> uh, and, and as Lepke said, when you're on meth, you'd be pulling. And uh, you're going to have to shave before you get to there because you don't want to rip out. You don't want to you don't want to you want to have some kind of uh, accident. You don't, don't want to hurt yourself you or hurt wanna, anybody else. Nah, you want to be in the free and clear. All right. So anyway, that's manscaped.com. They probably never thought of the meth angle, but uh, that's what we do here at the Hard Luck Show. We Promo code LUCKY20. 20. 20. Lucky, Lucky 20. 20. 
All right, real quick, we just got some new entries into the photo contest. Yes. Estevan Oreo, master of LA photography, is going to crown the new prince or princess because mm-hmm. guess what? That's right. Some of the people that are, have been applying are women. Are women, yeah. And I got to say, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything against the dudes, uh-huh. but the women photographers are fucking- Look out, you guys. You better, be, you better be strapped up and ready to go because these women are not fucking around. Right. I mean, these, they got the eye. They do. And you know what? Esteban kind of, he likes, you know what I mean? He's not, he kind of enjoys the, you know, having Mm -hmm, a a, mm -hmm. a woman around. You know what I mean? So they already got a little bit of an advantage. Right. A little bit of uh, leverage, you know? Either that or you're scared. Uh Either that or you're Mm -hmm, scared mm -hmm. to go up. And you know what? If you ain't willing to take risks, it ain't going to happen for you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, you got no business even listening to the show if you don't like taking risks. Right. You better just go into your little cubicle and hide up with some mounds or some Mm. almond joys. There you go. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. just suck on your big sugar boob and just lay there and talk tough to your friends online. And let life pass you by. Yep, yep, yep. Getting older. Yep. Getting older. All right. So uh, that's more fun for us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, we got the gym show coming up. And it's going to be everything Steve and I do in the gym. A little bit from Blue Eyes, but uh, Blue Eyes is more of a runner guy. I believe uh, Lepke be, may be making an appearance uh, to discuss some heavyweight lifting. On the and, gym show? On the gym show. And I believe uh, my son, Vincent, the specimen, I think he's coming on to talk about some diet and some routine stuff as well. Dude, if your son comes on the show, right, we're going to all oh, yeah. have to up our game a little bit. Yeah, because that dude is fuck, that not only is he young, but that fucker's ripped. Did you see his biceps? Have you seen? You know yeah. what's crazy? I can't it's go like an overcooked meatball in there, dude. And you're like one of the proudest dads I've ever seen. I am. I, like, every time I walk, he's like, "Take a look at this." No, look at this. <laughs> look at this. And there's a giant. It's like a picture of Vincent when he's making his fucking. He's got his most beautiful or best body pose or whatever, and his fucking <laughs> biceps are crazy. Listen, man, I might have handed down some not so good things to my son, uh, but one thing I'm proud of. Is that I handed down working out to I him. think that there's probably at least about 100, maybe 1,200 uh, vials for, like for an, an ordinary man of testosterone in each bicep on, on, on his I'm gonna, no. Yeah, He could start supplying It was city. growing a beard. He flexed it. It had so much testosterone, <laughs> no. a beard came out of his fucking bicep. All right, so anyway, look out for the gym, gym show, show coming up. Wonderland Murders. Wonderland Murders, four on the floor. That might actually have to be like maybe one or two shows. Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, Get ready, you guys. That's a big show. Uh, we got a Zapatista show coming up. Zapatista, Subcomandante Marcos. Shout out to Subcommander Marcos. Hey, Vial One was just on, and he was like, he wants to come with us. And we're, we're organizing. We may. It's in the works to organize a trip down to Chiapas, and we're going to do a fucking show straight out of the goddamn jungle. That's like, right. we're going to get real weird. Real crazy. Freedom Fighter show. We might come back with, like, sharpened teeth, like, points or something like that, right? Mask and pipes. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. not fucking around with anybody anymore. And then... We got, um, oh, I don't even know if we should tell him about I don't fucking, I, I don't know. I don't think we should tell him about this one. Come on, <laughs> come on bro. Are you got to get him a little bit pumped up. No, you think they're ready for this? Wow. The come Esteban on. Oreo sauna show? Man, they are not ready for that, bro. <laughs> right, we're going to bring you, listen, Esteban <laughs> Oreo, we're going to do like a real sweat. A we're real gonna sweat. Do, we're going to do a full show from From the, his home, his home sauna. From his home sauna, right? Mm-hmm. He had that built in his home. Right. And we're actually, Blue Eyes right now is drawing up blue, uh, uh, blueprints for specifications to figure out like how we can get the wires past the hot rocks. Exactly. How we're going to do all that. 
And ain't gonna be no pussy shit on that. Oh no, and you know that it's the hot dry sauna into the ice bath plunge. Right. But like, I don't want any punking out. Like, I don't oh, want no. people. Mm-mm. Like, I, I, is Lepke gonna try to? Because if Lepke comes, that's cool. But if he brings Schmitty, Schmitty better. Oh no, no, Schmitty's not allowed in this. This is, this is this is heavy duty shit right here. All right, so you know what we could do is I could have Schmitty like hold the towels. Towels, yeah. Yeah, Schmitty can and hold water. the towels. Yeah, right. even water boy. Right. Okay. Well, I don't want him, but he can't look at me. But He's we like, are gonna do the things that are talked about in sauna. Oh come on. There's gonna be a microphone in there for this show. Oh come on. And you know what? If somebody passes out, that's on them. It's on the show. We're yeah. leaving it in. We're not. Somebody ed- cramps up real bad. That's on the show too. Hey, dude, listen. Sometimes when you do a real hamstring workout, <laughs> you get a cramp. I'm sorry. Your head goes scanners. Oh man. I can't wait to talk to Vince about that. Cause oh that man, like, that was scanners. That that's was all real. I got to say. That was real. That was real, bro. That was you were real. standing there talking to me, in and the next suit. thing I knew, I was wearing in a, a suit. suit. You're break dancing. <laughs> On the floor, marble floor. <laughs> we were talking about wind scorpions, and then all of a sudden, because listen, I go in, I do seated, I do lay down, I do deadlifts. I mean, I burn out. I've spent probably one hour just on the hamstring. It's a big muscle, right? If you really want good thick legs, you got to put. So anyway, I did all that. Then when I drive up from OC, I'm sitting on it for like two hours. Right. Did they get up here and I'm like sitting down and I stood up and I'm telling you, boy, it was like somebody you went like down. hit me with a cattle prod yeah, right, in the, you right went in the down. spine, dude. All right. And then uh, let's scanners. See. You went down like scanners. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then also we're, we're coming from the Mayfair. Right now we're in the lounge area. They've allowed us to come into the lounge area. Yes. And there it's might a beautiful act- hotel. It's, we love the Mayfair Hotel. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's like artistic all over. It is. Art museum. It's an art hotel. And don't forget, t-shirts, 25 bucks. Plus shipping and handling. Yep. Get your hard luck, your hard father t-shirt, you guys. Come on. They're going quick. I think we only got about fucking 30, 40 left. That's all we got left. And then that's mm-hmm. not We even made 150 it. of them. Yes. And we're blowing out. So we there's did. probably another week's left. So get your order in. Yep. And hit me up on Venmo at Chumahan. There you go. At Chumahan. Don't act like there's another Chumahan. There's just one Chumahan. Don't go crazy. You'll see me. I'll be wearing a suit and have my... Oh, if you need legal services, don't... Ovando Bowen. I take pre-workout before every court case, so don't you worry. I'll be fucking... Ain't gonna be... It's not gonna be any... uh, I I know some of you guys out there have had those attorneys that are like lazy. They don't return your call. You're trying to figure out what's going on with your case. And they give you the runaround. Have you... Steve, have you ever had an attorney give you the runaround? Mm, Maybe once or twice, huh? Yeah, and mm-hmm. like when you call them up and you can kind of tell, man, like, I was in meetings all day. Let me tell you guys. That's something. why I fuck with you. Yeah. That's why you're my attorney, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you guys right now, those those attorneys, unless you're Johnny Cochran, mm-hmm. like unless you're that level, in mm-hmm. which case you probably can't afford them, that guy's right. not in meetings right. all day. Guaranteed. Yeah, it's too mom. To me, you're the greatest attorney in the world. Thank you. Hey, nobody can touch you, bro. You know why? Because not only do I return calls, but I tell you the truth. And you're a fucking shark. I tell you the truth. I tell you, it ain't worth it. I've had to turn away business. I'm not kidding. I've told people, like, listen, you go next door, that attorney's going to take your 5000 bucks. Go ahead. Yeah. I promise you, you're going to wind up in the same exact situation you're in right now because it ain't going to work. Because you're going to catch him at the neighborhood bar having a scotch and a steak <laughs> and doing nothing I, about your case. There's only so many maneuvers in the law. Anyway, that's a different story. Okay. A big shout out to Supermax Hardware. They're one of our sponsors as well. Yep. <clears throat> when is that stuff dropping or how's We've that going? We've got about eight weeks. Listen, you can't rush... Most people make everything in China or Indonesia or, you know, Taiwan. All of our goods yeah. are made in Los Angeles. From our labels, our hats, our T-shirts, our sweatshirts are all cut and sewn in Los Angeles. This is a real L.A. brand. 
So you can't rush perfection. And we're doing this here, made in America, made in Los Angeles by Los Angeles vendors. We're about eight weeks away. Right. Hold on a second. I'm getting a high sign. Yeah. What do you got to do? Yeah. Go ahead, man. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, anyways. That's a real L.A. L.A. brand. L.A. brand. L.A. Head I love to toe. it, dude. In All right. So, six to eight weeks, you said? Or? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Man. Keep you posted. You'll be, you're going to be one of my models. Yeah, but is this going to I mean, uh, tell me a little bit about the backstory of Supermax a little bit. Supermax was just, uh, it was original. It's one of the first streetwear brands out of Los Angeles. It was on Melrose Avenue. I did it with Stevan Oriel and Mr. Cartoon. We had a shop on right. Melrose in 1992. And uh, and that's I, the one where in, in episode one or two, Mr. Cartoon beat the shit out of Fox. Mark Fox, the Mark original, Fox yes. The original financer. You, you actually felt bad for the guy that you fucking... Looked for his keys and picked <laughs> up his wallet and all his shit that Cartoon knocked out of his hey, hand. Hey, are we ever going to have Zerga on the show? We're going to get to Zerga. Yes, we will. I love that story about him like busting up the black marble and then crying. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to have... We're, we're going to get Zerga. I'm going to search him out with Stevan. We'll get him. Yeah. And then... Uh, okay, so that's Supermax. And so that brand... You're that brand actually is right. bringing it back. About uh, seven, eight years ago, the hundreds approached me and they wanted to do a collaboration and put out a few pieces. Right. You know, all the artwork was originally done by Mr. Cartoon. So we did a collaboration and it blew out. And uh, I've always wanted to relaunch the brand again. People have been, I, I get I get people every day asking me, when's Supermax going to be relaunched? When are you going to bring that brand back? So we redigitalized all the art. We created new art. I hired on a bunch of new artists. And we're bringing that line back out. It's coming strong. So keep but an eye out. all the original uh, yeah. players, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, this is L.A. history, man. This is the real shit. People from another country that no, just man. buy this is, this is owned by the homies, made by the homies. This is L.A. everything. Yes. This is a true, true, true blue L.A. brand. All right. uh, Big shout out to St. James Sense. Listen, guys, you want to stop stinking. You want to bring your girl close. You want to fucking bring your guy close. Whatever it is. We don't care. We don't fucking care. Point is, is St. James Sense. uh, I'm a big fan of their big big, At St. James Sense. Yeah. uh, Instagram, St. James Sense. Yes. Yes. And I uh, want to thank them. They've Great been nothing stuff. but uh, supportive of the show. Shit, did we go? How did we get this many fucking things, Steve? I don't know. Why? What else you got on there? I don't know. We got a million different things. But the thing is, it's like we started like, I don't know when we started, last year, late last year. And now we got a bunch of fucking sponsors and hangers ons and all this shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people we got to. A lot of people have been looking out for us. That's true. So we have a lot of people we need to look out for because that's how we do it over here. Yeah. Speaking of people looking out, I got to tell you, uh, uh, my wife. She got mad at something, <laughs> but you haven't told me. Yeah, wait, wait, we're waiting for the show. I, I wasn't going to tell you, dude. What's she mad about? She listened to the Conchetta show. Yes. It's and a great show, by the way. It's an excellent show. If you want to learn how to fucking rip off Costco for like $150,000 for your yeah. meth habit. Yeah, yeah. You're already she's a rich gangster. She, she, she is, is a gangster. gangster, yeah. She's like part gangster, part Terminator because she won't yeah. die. She right. should have died a million times. Right. Won't It won't happen. Yeah. She'll live Driving forever. off cliffs, all she, sorts of shit. She she's going to outlive me. The thing is, is my wife was listening to it. And in the beginning, in the beginning, uh, the we have that little part where because if people don't know where's old blue eyes 
Uh, Blue Eyes is in um, Tehachapi, California. <laughs> and he's not locked up, okay? But he is kind of locked he's up. He's worse locked up. Locked up, up. right, 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 right. I mean, at least he's not in California State Prison uh, of Tehachapi, but he is actually in the city of Bumpuck, Tehachapi. Right. He's not in California State Prison, but he is in Cal- He's in prison in California <laughs> State. Yeah, that, right? in the state of California. Right. Because at least. In the state of marriage. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, at least if you're in prison, you do. There's some times that you have a little bit of control of what you're going to do in your own cell. Like, yeah, wait, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? This guy's got nothing He's like got that. No. There is no freedom. No, dude, I went over to his house. He's got years scratched on his wall <laughs> with like a. And uh, yeah. so, anyway, my wife listened to how you and I were it's like. like a Hebrew slave, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he is. Yeah. He's he's like he's got he's he's like multitasking because he's got to do he's got to wash the kids because the SS might come in and just shoot him in the head yeah (laughs) because his wife's in India for the second time within like four months yeah she's there for like three weeks we got to get to the bottom of that doing yoga it's crazy so what what was your wife because we're gonna get into that later Sean but what was your wife upset about the Conchetta show okay so she listens to it so in the show you and I are like hey man like. Which Sean needs to fucking straighten up, pull his pants up, and start. Oh fucking, right, 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 right. right? Yeah. So my wife says to me, she goes, "You know, that was a little sexist what you guys were saying on there." And I go, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, that was a little sexist." She's like, "I kind of expected from Steve because he's kind of like that guy or whatever." <laughs> Listen, she's like, "But from you, <laughs> she goes, but from you, you know, you you're not, you know, you're a little bit younger, da da da. You right. got a daughter and blah 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 blah." And I say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 oh." Oh, yeah. I said, listen, let me tell you something. First of all, it wasn't sexist, what we were saying, actually. Mm-hmm. If you really want to get down, if you really want to be real, yeah. you can sit here and get on your little fucking Oprah soapbox and mm-hmm. talk your shit. But if you want to get real, that was not sexist because what Steve and I were really saying was it, it, he just needs to stand up for himself. Hey, right. It was about do- him being assertive. It right. Was all, and that shit about stand up and act like a man, right. that was at him. Right. Not, she needs to clean the floor and you we need to run the show. Of Nothing like we that. We didn't no. say any of that. Because no. we knew that that was just too tall of an order. Right, right, like that right. Was right. Just- <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> but he had to stand up for himself. So I told her, I go, it wasn't sexist. It was really on him. And she's like, yeah. And he pulls his pants up and then he says what? And then he says what? <laughs> and then he says what? She's holding my daughter right there, too, like, shaking her head at me too. She, I think I said something like, "We know who wears the pants in yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah, house, yeah. right?" So I go, I go. She goes, and when he says what? That <laughs> that his wife doesn't have a right to go to India, huh? His wife doesn't have a right to go to India. And I said, "Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something." I mm-hmm. go, "If Sean, if the shoe was on the other foot, right? If Sean was Wouldn't leaving the country there. to India and leaving the and leaving his wife with the kid." You would be sitting here right now telling me about how fucked up that is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Am yeah. Am I wrong? Did she try and deny that? No, she didn't. Okay, good. She didn't try to deny that. Right. And she's like, look. She goes, all I'm saying, and I told her, I go, look, I'm going to put this on a fucking air. She's like, well, you better tell the right thing. And I'm like, I am telling the right thing. If you're listening to this right now, I am telling the Did right thing. Did you tell your wife? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try and walk out that door and hand me the kid and tell me you're going in there? Let's see what happens. <laughs> she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. She won't let me walk out the door with the kid. She's like, I'm going to watch that kid like a hawk. She yeah. doesn't want anything yeah. to happen. Anyway, so I said, listen, if the shoe's on underfoot, you'd be pissed off that he was leaving all the time. So don't right. give me that shit. She goes, that's fine. She's, you're right. But she said, really what I want you to understand is, is that I'm a Latina and I have to, I have to, I have to deal with sometimes and some of my girlfriends that have to deal with macho dudes 
Yeah. So they might they're listening to you guys say all that shit. They might not fully understand what you're saying, and they they think you're co-signing that a man runs the thing and a man runs it. And I looked at her and said, "A man does run the thing." No. Yeah. <laughs> so I told her I said, "Listen, I'll does. explain man that does. part. Yeah. I am going to talk about how you got mad, but I am going to explain that part. But but in reality, we weren't saying that about Sean. We were just saying like, hey. Sean needs to assert himself. Right. And I talked to Blue Eyes about it. And I was like, hey, Blue Eyes, like. <laughs> I, like I talked to Blue Eyes about it. I was like, I was like, I forgot that Stephen had said that. You know, did that make you mad? He's like, oh, no, I laughed. Oh, uh, no, oh it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go, keep going. <laughs> He's like, I mean, it wasn't me saying it. <laughs> I can't stop you guys. Hey, listen, it's, my hands right. are tied. I'm in Vacaville. What can yeah, I do? Yeah, I'm in Vacaville. So anyway, the bottom line is that when you get down to the bottom of it is that Sean's got to assert himself, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? His wife's coming home tonight. He's picking her up at the airport tonight. Oh, finally. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll have him in for the next show. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but something could be going on in India and she needs to fly out. So let's I don't keep know. our fingers crossed. Somehow the coronavirus has shut down everything except his it's wife going to India. India. Have you figured that out? Like the coronavirus know? actually, maybe that'll keep them home. Maybe keep her home. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know. Somehow she's not afraid of coronavirus. She's more afraid of staying home with Sean and the kid than the mm. coronavirus. <laughs> oh, no, you should have said that. Wow. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I mean, listen. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is crazy. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, you know Dude, what, you uh, know our listeners me. out there, say a prayer for our boy, Sean. Yeah, tell old Blue Eyes, uh, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe we should do a Manscaped prayer where you pray for his balls to fill up with testosterone. Yeah. And finally fucking say, hey, yeah. the show is blowing up. We got sponsors. I got to be on top of it. I can't be taken off all the time. This is the meal ticket. <laughs> he needs to pull up his pants and fasten his belt. Because um, the other thing I was, not, I don't know if you listened, did you listen to the Vile show? Yes. What did you think of that show? Uh, I thought the show was great. There was a part where we clearly said we were breaking. This is a great time for a break. Right. And the show kept on rolling. And we were still recording. (laughs) And we recorded for like five to seven minutes yeah that we weren't supposed to be recording right it was just us talking behind the scenes behind the scenes of what was going to come up next what we thought which you know no big deal because we're not out there saying shit bad about anybody but it's kind of like unprofessional unprofessional. and my opinion yeah do it come on my man didn't listen to the show Somehow Sean missed He didn't that. listen to the whole show. He listened to a certain part of it, and he got to part of it, and kind of like, he somehow he missed that. Right. And, and you know what's crazy about that is it's like- And by the way, that's not going to work. Yeah, that doesn't work. Okay. Right. He's the sound guy. That's right. He's the sound, sound guy. engineer, man. That guy edits shows. Right. I mean- If need be. He's not even here to run the board- Right? So you better be doing an, a double, triple good job. And you know he's going to be mad. that I, he's, going, he's not, he's not going to have the balls to go against you, Steve. He's going to be mad at me. He's going to be like, listen, man, that's fucked up. How many times are you going to bring that up? You, yeah, da, da, da. yeah, 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 yeah. You stop doing shit and we'll stop bringing it up. Right. That's the answer. I don't get it. I listen to other podcasts. They're not halfway as interesting as ours, and yet they don't have those kind of fuck-ups. You're going to have to toughen that guy up, man. You know what, dude? We have to tell Wasted him. Wasted fucking eight fucking aprons <laughs> on this fucking guy. Listen, one more time, that show's not edited right in the <laughs> oven. You, you go, go head, head first. first. All right. 
All right. Uh, all right. So, so, so should I turn oh, this yeah. over to you? Because you had a kind of a, you got a big show that you kind of prepared, and I don't know how you well, run it. Okay. So, welcome to the Hard Luck Show, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Like, if you didn't know, this is the Hard Luck Show. If you didn't know. You know, man, uh, I have I have a, a, a very close homeboy of mine. He's from my neighborhood, man. And we, you know, we spent a lot of time together. He's, he's my tight. And we were talking, man, and you know, <clears throat> he has a son that's about the same age as my son. They actually know each other. What, what age is that? This is 25, 26. Okay? Got, it, got it. And me and my homeboy, we both kind of went in and out of prison um, when these young men were, uh, were growing up. Right. You know, like formative years. Yeah, very formative years, and just you know, uh, you know, and even even when they were younger away, but then in their formative years, we weren't really we're there, but not really there in right. for different reasons, you know. Yeah. Um, but incarceration, and me and him were talking about it, and he kind of like stroke up the idea that man, you know, this is stuff that's not talked about, and kind of pitched on how maybe that's some dialogue that needs to be discussed. Long story short, we decided that we needed to, man. This is a huge, huge problem going on in the world, but a really, really large problem going on in the United States. And, the, and what I'm getting at, listeners, is there's a lot of fathers that are going off to prison and a lot of sons being left behind to figure things out on their own. That's got to impact them somehow. To be raised by their mothers. Right. Or not. Right. But not to have a male figure, a father there, and leaving them their, their own devices to try and figure out what a man is, how to show up, where's my dad. And on the flip side of that, you know, yeah, whether you want to say, you know, that the person going to prison put themselves in that position and, and you know, that whatever it might be, there's still a back end of that of trying to father and parent from prison, is seeing that, your kids in visiting rooms. Wait, hold on. Is that positive? Is that possible? Can you father from prison? You can't. I mean, but you, you can't. But you're going to try and, like, have a talk on the kid with your phone. Hey, make sure you do this. Don't do that. Don't give your mother a hard time. Listen to your mom. You like you listen to your grandmother. Whatever it might be, you're trying to wrap all this parenting right. verbiage right. into like a visit or a phone call. Right. That's 15 minutes. I get what right. I'm saying. Yeah. But there's a lot of struggles that go on, at least that me and my homeboy identified from. There's a lot of guilt behind it. There's a lot of shame behind it. There's a lot of trying to make up for it and over, um, uh, overcompensate when you do get out there and there's just like that's there's two sides to it man that's and you know i've i've had this conversation with my son and we've had some dialogue about it and my own boy said that he had had some dialogue with his son about it but we've never really aired it out and listened to the effects of it on our son and the fathers sit there and listen and hear what those are what are the challenges for some of these young men because there's young men that are going to go through this yeah there's young men that are going through this right now yeah and there's young men that have went through it and there's fathers along the way the whole time okay but hold on a second like <clears throat> this is the hard luck show yes and you got me as a co-host yes sir all right and you know, I mean, we, the shows that we've already done, even with Conchetta, right? Like, mm -hmm. how deep did we go into parenting? Very deep. All right. There. So, are we committed to 
really airing it out? Like, is this going to be a filtered conversation? No, this isn't filtered at all. Okay, well, so then let's, why don't we bring in your homeboy first? Okay. You want to introduce your homeboy? Yeah, let's, let's bring in my homeboy, Armando. Let's welcome Armando to the show. All right, hold on. Let's, it's this one. There he is. Yeah. Oh, guys. Get right up on that, man. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Mondo? There you go, Mondo, a.k.a. Cranky. Yeah. Yeah. That, dude, when boy I, from the city on the west. When I asked Cranky, I'm like, hey, what do you want to be introduced on, dude? He had like, there was no hesitation. It was this. And if yeah. you don't know what this is, I ain't going to explain it to you. That's right. Yeah. That's what it is. There ain't no love in the heart of the city. Yeah. Yeah. We've been through it. We've been through a lot of things, you know. This is one of my solid, righteous homies right here. So. Hey, so, listen, we had a lot of people in here with different names. How do you get a name like Cranky? How did you get Cranky? Man, growing up, being from a gang, um, you know, I was grouchy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I wanted to be unique. You know what I mean? Everybody else had names like uh, names that were taken already. So I'm a, I've always been a unique individual, man. So I just had to come up with a different name, man, and Cranky would be all right, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot grouchy, bro. This do be grouchy, bro. It's a lot to live. I mean, because I was, I had loved that name ever since I, since I was, I met you and was introduced to you. I'm like, man, cranky. That's a good because that name precedes you, <laughs> right? Like when someone's like, hey, cranky's coming. You already, you kind of already got a message. Like you kind of already understand it's probably not gonna be good, <laughs> right? or it's gonna be real good. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. Yeah, exactly. Cranky's coming. So, um, all right. So, so cranks. How did you, what made you think of the show, this, this show, the father-son show? Man, uh, I just see a lot of things that are going on today, man. Um, I see a lot of friends and a lot of uh, just people out there that I, I know that are out in the street, man, because of drug use and different stuff. And um, they got kids, man, and, and I feel, I feel, I, I, I feel it, man, because uh, I have kids. I have four kids. And... Um, they're not part of their lives, man, and it's kind of sad, man. It's not their kids' fault, you know. Right. Was was, it, was was your dad a part of your life? He was a part of my life, you know. And uh, I come from a, a, a mother and father, you know. They, they they were were together. I got two sisters and I got a brother. And um, my dad was he, he was a good man, you know. He's a he he worked hard. He 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 provided for us. Yeah. And he did the best he could, man. And uh, you know I love him to death, you know. But there was other stuff that uh, that uh. He wasn't really a part of, like, I couldn't talk to my father, you know? Why not? Because my father comes from a place where you can't say certain things because it's, uh, yeah, it's not cool or it's your fault. And it's just that mentality they had, you know? I couldn't sit there and tell him, hey, Dad, I got problems, man. Uh, this was going on, man. And um, So what it. happens when you can't talk to your dad? Like, what do you do? Like, what's... So, this is what happened with me, man. I was a young kid, uh, and I was full of anger and full of different stuff that was going on in my household too you know uh, uh i couldn't just angry at the world man and that's that's probably part part of how my name came up cranky you know what i mean i was angry at everything and i used to see different stuff going on you know that that wasn't cool you know i'm not talking about bad about my father you know he was a good dude man he worked hard for us He's, he provided for us but there was alcoholism involved and other stuff that's you know played a big part in our in my life that that goes on today to this day you know what, man? I'm going to say something. <clears throat> and I want to set this right now for, for this show. And that's this. Um, 
we hear that a lot, including myself, right? Like when we're starting to talk about a real childhood, not a generalized childhood, not a, you know, one that you want it to be sound, respectful, and this, that, the other thing. But like when you got, get honest, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it feels like you're saying bad things about a parent. And, and, and it's weird because when you come from a fucked up household to a certain extent, you got a lot of loyalty still. You know what I mean? Like you still a little bit like are like, man, I'm not going to. I got loyalty to this person that beat me. I got loyalty to this person, whatever. And so I feel a little uncomfortable letting it out because I don't want people to think that I don't respect or love or on some level hold this person up. So what I want to say is, is that when we're discussing these things and we're being honest and we're being real, I want us to let go of that because it's just understood, right? We, it's, it's understood. Steve, even like with your dad, my dad, I mean, I'll, I'll just say my dad, like my dad had some real bad aspects to him, like real bad. I mean, real bad. Like, like hit me in the face when I'm in elementary school, make my nose bleed. That, that went on in my house. It, 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 that was part of it. And, uh, but today, I, he was raised that way, you know what I mean? So he, that's what he knew, you know what I mean? Mm. So I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I understand that point of view. And Steve's been here when I've said this, but I'm like, I think everybody knows on a certain level. Yeah, some people were raised real tough, but I think everybody knows that there's a line and you do cross it a little bit when you, I don't know what your dad was like, but my dad, like sometimes it was a normal punishment and then sometimes he crossed the line and you just felt it. It wasn't, uh, I could honestly say, sit here and say that uh, he tried to do his best as a father, man, and what he knew. He was raised that way. He was brought up that way. You know, he was, they were tough on him, so I guess it was just tough love. Mm. But um, I knew that that wasn't going to work for my for my kids, you know. So uh, how did you know that? Because it didn't work for me, man. <laughs> that's how I knew. All it did was create anger inside of me. Mm. Steve, mm. what about you? Was that your situation? I I, I agree. I agree one thousand percent with him. Um, I said this to somebody recently. I. God, I understood very early on not to bother my dad, not to ask him certain shit, just to stay out of his fucking way. This is his show, and I'm just a kid, and I better put right. my that. I understood that very early on. I could not communicate with my father. Now, and the and the hitting and the, and, the, and all the shit that was going on. No, man, I I was in such. I was so scared of my father. You know, I talked about pissing in my pants every time my dad walked by me, like really pissing in my pants. Right. I just remember that, and I didn't want my kids to experience that. Listen, my kids probably, I'm not going to speak, my son's going to be in the room. But um, one thing, like physical violence, like scared that I was going to hit my kids. I didn't want my kids ever to be, to fear me like that, man, because it does nothing. And, um, And I also wanted to try and create a world where my kids could communicate with me. You know, like I try, I, I wouldn't, my dad forgot what it was like to be a kid. He didn't know about, you know, like he forgot that. But I always tried to remember what it was like to be a kid, man, with my kids. Like, remember, man, they're just kids. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, well. I, I the, wanted we, to have that door open. And I, and I, and I get when he, when you're talking, Craigie, I get uh, exactly where you're at with it, brother. One thing too, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest too, man. Some of the shit I did deserve to get, get checked for, you know what I mean? Get. Well, so up. tell me, so tell me one that you deserved. 
Let's let's be real. Let's just fucking cut the shit and get down to it. What what's um, one where you're like, I deserved that? I'm gonna just tell you one one of the things that yeah. ha- that I remember of, uh, and, it, and it's uh, I still remember to this day. Uh, one time I broke a. Uh, my dad beat me up so bad. Well, he didn't beat me up bad. He used to, he used to hit with me with the belt. Uh, you know, he used to leave me uh, pretty like good good size marks on me. You know, and um, after he did that, I broke the front window of my apartment, man, <laughs> in the kitchen, out of anger. You know. And he grabbed me, man, and he beat me up again, and he made me sleep all night by the by the window, man. <laughs> man I was yeah. about, I was a young kid, man. How old were you? About maybe ten. Yeah. Right. So, 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 yeah. it, it kind of like what you're saying, though. Like, this is what I want to kind of get at. Like, I kind of think like sleeping by the window makes sense. I don't know about the belt part of it, what you did or didn't do, but I, that that kind well, of to a certain extent for a ten year old boy, I guess nobody would do that now because they'd be afraid somebody would just reach in and grab you and then fucking run off with well, you. But it was then, a different time. Well, back then it was kind of kind of rough too. When I yeah. where I yeah. grew up, uh, yeah. Lucky could tell you, uh, yeah. um, I was scared. There was shootings going on. There was a uh, gang banging was at uh, was at an all time high at the time, and. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in my neighborhood. That's when crack barely hit the streets and um, everybody was going crazy. Was the reason why I want to bring this up too is because I want to make the point. Like, this is what I want to say. Like, I sit here and I listen to people say, like, well, that's how my dad was raised. That's what he knew. He did the best he could. Now, you, Cranks, you, Steve, were raised in a similar thing. You could have. And you didn't. So why? <clears throat> so so my point is, is I think it is possible for somebody to remember yeah. what it was like when they were the kid and say, you know what, I'm not going to do that exactly. I, I got to say, like, uh, I know and I'm going to speak on my my father came from a different country, was born and raised in a different country. Yep. And he had it a thousand times worse than me and poor and the shit that was going on. So he's coming to this country, trying to deal with a kid in America and deal with these things. And he was Bob different. And I, I think that whatever happened in my dad, he must've thought some of that worked and that was how you parent. And I think I, I say that he did the best. Like I say that shit. And it's like, because a part of me kind of lets him off the hook because I do believe that. I don't know what it was like. You know, when he was growing up, not in the United States and this what he was handed down. And I but I do know that it was like the shit, the shit he got handed as a kid was way worse than what I got handed. Right. So um, it was like on some level, maybe he made an incremental positive movement. Some, I'm sure. But, um, you know, uh, all, all I can say is kind of like what Crank said is that. I would. I didn't want anybody to. I would never want my children to go through the type of shit I went through. I don't. That shit is like. I don't. I don't want my kids to live that horror. All right. So this is what I'll say to to, to your guys' story, which is <clears throat> one that's understandable. Now, my dad, his parents weren't like that. Like his parents were married and they were. They didn't drink. They were teetotalers. That's what they called them back then. And he, he, they didn't drink, so he was raised in a stable house. Now, maybe there was some secret shit that I don't know what's going on. Somebody was fucking somebody that they weren't supposed to be fucking. I don't know. Uh-huh. But whatever it was, he wasn't. Re- I was raised in a worse situation than he, than he was, was raised. That's crazy. And he had an anger in him that I'll never un- fully actually understand really, right? Like, I won't. And so, like, um, when we talk about belts, I got the belt all the time. I used to get. Hit it with the belt. I used to get dumped, dumped in cold water. Uh, My dad used to, for no reason, 
He 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 was trying to tell me. My dad was standing in the kitchen, and I'm telling you, this was in the yellow house. So I'm telling you, I'm like five or six, and he was six foot, three hundred fifty pounds, and he'd pull his fist back and he'd walk by me, <laughs> and I'd look at him and I'd be like, what? Like, walk. Like, what? Yeah, I'm like just minding my own. Got a game is this we're about to play? Yeah, he's like, walk by me right now. I might punch you. I might not. Yeah, right, really and he was good, trying yeah. to like I think toughen me up, yeah. So that like in my mind I was like, maybe the smart move is to say no, because maybe a smart motherfucker doesn't play a game like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't gonna walk by you. Here's another situation. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, used to, I, off. I used to get I used to get hit a lot too because I used to jump in front of my 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 dad when he was. Uh, doing when he was beating up on my mom and stuff. Oh. Me. He was coming home drunk, you know, and, and acting a fool. Yeah. Even one time, I um, the SWAT team ended up getting called, and I got neighbors that would tell you that man. I, I was about nine, ten, and uh, my dad was so drunk, and I don't know what else he was probably. Um, um, he put a shotgun to my head, and he had the whole SWAT team around the, the his van surrounded, and one of his brothers had to come and talk him out of it, and he he ended up going to jail. How old were you on that time? I was about nine, probably. Or, what do you or think? Probably that, younger than that, and I still remember that too, clearly to this day. Man. Of course, yeah, you do. And that—that's another uh, uh, this crazy thing that just uh, just different things, man. That, that what is, let me like ask you that. a question, man. What is that? When you think about that, what what comes up for you? What kind of feelings come up for you? even now when you're thinking about it? Does it seem today, man? Honestly. Back then, those feelings were all angry, angry feelings, man. Angry towards him, resentment, you know. Uh, I want to, there was a point where I, I felt like I'll kill this guy, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Father or not, you know. Yeah. It was just too much going on in the house. And like I said, man, it, it was, it, it had to do with alcoholism and other stuff, you know. And um, he's a good guy, man. I love him to death, you know. And um, But I knew that that situation was not good, and I knew that I had to break the cycle today. Let me ask you a question, man. He put a gun to your head. How many times since then has a gun been put to you or pointed at you? Oh, man. Uh, if you want to go there, and I'm going to keep it real with you. Yeah. It's a couple of times, man. I even lost, I almost uh, went to hell and back, man. I got shot and I was in a coma uh, about 18 years ago. You know, on the way over here, I was listening to something. And the dude was saying, I can't remember who it was, but he was saying that even though you don't like a situation, when it's, when you're young and you're exposed to it a lot, like guns and this violence, it becomes normal. Like, like you might not like it, but it's your normal and you don't, don't realize it. But later in life, you search that all out because that's familiar to you. So I'm thinking about cranks and I'm like, God damn, you know, normal for him was jumping in front of his dad to take a beating and protect his mom and then the guns and the and, 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 and then how so long be in the middle of all this fucking shit. It became normal, normal which that, might explain like his later career. And that was what happened. The day I got shot and was put in a coma, uh, the guy pulled out a gun and I jumped. I tried to take the gun from him. You know, who, 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 who does that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But a I, hero. I, I, oh, man. <laughs> Come on. I wouldn't say that because I almost lost my life, man. Yeah, that's true. But so, were you, was I'm, there anyone with you? Man, I don't even want to talk about that, man, because I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I was by myself, man, because uh, there was. Two other dudes right there, and then dudes ran for their life, bro. They just left you there. Yeah. Damn. Wow. It's only been about five minutes, and we're uh, way. Deep. You know what I do want to say though is back on the on the father thing, and I and I and I and I think you know I'm going to speak, and I think uh, Armando and maybe everybody at the table can kind of relate. I know that the shit that happened to me with my whatever was going on with my dad that I didn't like. Yeah. 
I use that as a badge, bro. I walked through life and I did what I wanted to do because I had this fucking story that was true, that was fucked up. Right. And I held on to that. A lot of that shit I held on to and I used behind. I blame my dad and that childhood for my conditions as a man. Right. And I did that, bro, for a long, long, long time. I'm embarrassed to tell you how long. You know, and I think there's a point in time where it comes where you start to have to take and be accountable for your life. That shit happened a long time ago. Right. You know, right. my dad in his latest years was this little old man. He wasn't fucking a monster. A monster. He wasn't doing shit to me. And here I am, like, still going through life, like, about what happened to me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it took me a process, man. It's like, and I got to say this right now. I modeled that. What do you mean? My, my kids knew that I had a fucked up upbringing with my dad. They knew shit wasn't cool. They could probably see that I was still, this was still something fucking with me as right. an adult man. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. people around you see it until I really started getting clear with me taking accountability and responsibility for my life. That should happen when I was young. Yeah. And, and, and I, I agree with that. And I've had to go through the same process. Of course. Yeah. But. <clears throat> How do I say this? I totally agree with that. And there is a point. And you know when you're doing it. Like, you know when you're like, I'm using this story so I don't have to be responsible for what I'm doing. Yeah, bro. For sure. That, that, you just hit it right on, on the top of the... Because I meet, I hear, I meet I, motherfuckers and hear motherfuckers that have like crazy ass shit, but they're like successful, right? And they had worse shit than me, right? Yeah. And then I'm like... I start feeling like a bit like what the fuck am I what am I doing? You know what? It's not even that I'm complaining or or, or saying nothing bad or, or you know today it's like it is what it is. You know what I mean right. I, I haven't I didn't I, like I said I deserved half of that shit. You know I deserved half of the the beat downs and the the but well, I was I I started getting into trouble since I was like five years old. Man, I, I remember, uh, there's a story there where I, I I jumped in my dad's car. Uh, I used to see him. How he started his car and, and I ran the car into the apartments <laughs> and the neighbor. I ran my dad's car into yeah, a house and the neighbors came in and they say, "Hey, your son crashed the car." And my my dad would tell you he ran out. He's like, "What do you mean my son crashed the car?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "He doesn't even know how to drive." He's he's, he's like, and I was hiding under the, the steering wheel. Yeah, and I did ram into the apartments. Yeah, but let me tell you. Okay, 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 okay. So look it. This is this is an approach we all understand. The number one approach is like, look. In order for you to have freedom in this world, you have to take responsibility. You got to own your life. Okay, that's just, that's, we already know that. Man, we already know that. But the other thing is also, and this is, we were touching on it in the Conchetta show a little bit, which is like, okay, but what do you own and what don't you own? What's yours and what ain't yours? Right? Because I'll also say this. There's a lot of people that, they don't say the story like, oh, I had this fucked up situation. That's why I can do this, do that, use drugs, fuck around, blah, 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 right? I'm not going to be a camel. There's some people that go in a weird direction, which is like, I had a traumatic, traumatic thing and I'm obsessed with success. And the rest of my life is kind of like my life is one dimensional. I'm killing it in one area. But in terms of personal relationships, it's a fucking swamp. Or I'm not blah, 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 blah. So my point is, is that. I do think that it's important to, without giving yourself a pass, saying like, well, I am, you know, 
I, I'm not responsible. I do think it's also important to say, if I'm going to take ownership of what I do, then I'm going to put ownership on the adult that was in my life too. I'm going to say that. I'm going to be like, it wasn't right. right. It wasn't right. That's not right. Of course, I would have been damaged a little bit. It took me maybe longer to overcome something. This is what I think about, Steve. Why did it, how long does it take someone to overcome the trauma? Like Part of the trauma might be like using it as an excuse for a longer than right, a normal right, person right, should. Right, Does that right, make right, sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you, man. It, Go shouldn't, ahead. it shouldn't be no excuses, man. I'm going to keep it real, man. Go ahead. There, there, there shouldn't be no excuses for the shit that I've done or the, the, the bullshit. And I shouldn't have to use those things as excuses. Yeah, there was anger and, and resentment, but that, that still ain't no reason. I don't know. I've heard other stories of, like how Steve said, you know, worse stuff than, than, than that shit has happened. And they've been successful people. Yeah, but what I'm trying to tell you, Cranks, is that while that's true to a certain extent, it's, excuses and reasons aren't the same thing, right? They're slightly different. One is letting you off the hook. The other one is saying this is a falling domino. Like if I hadn't been born in the situation, you would have been born in a different situation. You could have still had the same temperament, right? Like maybe sure. you would still would have. But you, look at, you would have had different second chances different influences people okay so and i'm not saying it to say you got no responsibility i do believe that but i don't think it's as black and white as it, that's too simple it is life ain't simple life is a fucking gray motherfucker and the other thing is i think about this too you have a right to decide what you're you're going to take responsibility for in a certain sense so if you say if you're sitting here with us and you're like i don't think there's any excuse for certain things that i did i'm going to take you at your word because that's your right as a human being you can do that um but i think in terms of health in terms of like where the health because i've seen people who are successful and i also know i don't know very much about them i don't even know what you would consider success you know what i mean like i've seen like like good examples, Michael Jackson. At one point, you're like, hey, that dude is a fucking genius. He works hard. He's a perfection. And then you find out he's a piece of shit in the other side of his life. Because you know what? Probably because he was um, not clear on what he owns and what the other person owns. Well, so. <laughs> That's a good one. Listen, so. Um, so what do you Mondo, want to do? What, so listen, I like to bring on real quickly, Mono. When were you when you were locked up? I busted in ninety five and I mm -hmm. got out on uh I'm trying to remember, ninety eight. Okay. And that was just uh, when I was an adult. I've been busted. Right, right, right. And uh you know, I wanna bring I wanna introduce on I wanna bring in our sons. Bring our sons on. Let's the do show. them one at a time. Let's bring in one song, do a little intro, and then bring in the next. Yeah. All right. Who do you want? Who are we letting? You go out? ahead. All right. I'll tell you right now. Uh, coming in, 170 pounds, with manicured facial hair. Uh, the man is an artist. He fucking, he's a rapper. He fucking, his name is Crispy No. He's also known as Anthony. Um, he uh, is very stylish. He's got gold chain. He's got a, he's got a nice jacket on or whatever that is. I don't know what it is, but Burberry. Burberry scarf. Crispy No, Anthony Mondo Jr. What up, what up, what up? Crispy No's in the building. Yeah. Yeah. How Welcome old are you, show. Crispy No? Man, I'm young enough and old enough to know better, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the saying goes. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, what's your age? Mid-20s. 
mid twenty five. Why is it a secret, man? Man, I'm a, I'm a young young tw- twenty twenty four year old Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Twenty four year old? Yes, sir. All right, I guess he's thinking he's thinking about the ladies or something, man. He's like, I am twenty, young enough and old enough to, you know. Yep, yep. He ain't giving up too much. Yeah, no, he's not. So, okay. So first of all, before we get anywhere. Do you, Steve, do you see the resemblance? Between, Absolutely, a hundred percent. Right, that that apple fell right next to the tree, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, well, how did you come up with the name Crispy Note? Man, that I, I've been having that name since I was like in high school, ninth grade, eighth grade. You know, they used to call me Young Notes, Notas. You know, that that was my little crew name. You know, all that kind of stuff. Why and, uh, Notas? Were you writing shit down all the time? Or I, I mean, I guess somebody that. Thought they had, you know, a little bit more creative mind than me. Gave me that name. And you know, I'm like, cool. That's, it, it goes with my name, you know. Um, so ever since then, it, it just turned into C-Notes. Um, pocket full of C-Notes, all kinds of names. And I've just been using that name as my rap name, all that kind of stuff. And then C-Note turned into Crispy? You know, you got to keep a pocket full of Crispy Notes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So you got a pocket full of cash that's crisp, clean. Might what, not be clean, but it's crisp. It's crisp. Nah, it's crispy clean. And then let me ask you this, man. Uh, did you have, what, is that your only rapper? Did you ever have a dumb rapper name? Because everybody's got like a dumb name. Everyone's got like one in their back pocket. They're like, yeah, for a while I was rolling around as Marshmallow Man. That didn't work out. Do you have a bad one? Yeah, I think that, I think that is my dumb name, to be honest. <laughs> what? Marshmallow Man? Nah, nah. Every, everything that I got going on right now is just like, it, it's still, it's still, you know, just, um, man, we ain't made it yet. You know, I'm going to look back one day and be like, damn, I can't believe that I was doing this and I was doing that. But you know I'm uh yeah I'll go with crispy nose man that's that's my dumb name you know <laughs> yeah all right that's cool. my dumb name. I love that hell yeah and then uh, do you have a group or is it just you solo man I, I like to be a boss of things you know it doesn't mean uh, that I'm not into group work or hanging out with other people I love putting people on but sometimes you just got to make your own little dream happen on you know solo right and then what let me ask you this what is your what subjects do you rap about. You know, I, I like to think about people like myself sometimes, you know. Um, Which is what? Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Hey, you know, uh, you know, it's all crispy notes, C notes, this and that. Of course. Of course. We'll keep it that way. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, everybody uh, thinks about their little problems sometimes. And it's like, damn, I remember the times where I would be like, shit, man, I wish I had a microphone. I wish I had a car. I wish I had... Something, you know, to get out the damn house, you know, do something with myself. And I'm like, at the end of the day, that's who, that's what I'm trying to talk to, you know. Is, right. About the struggle. Come and, up. And, 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 you know, like like you said, you know, all that stuff it might not even be a struggle. It's Growing up. It's just growing up, you know. But yeah. um, some people can't can't really deal with it. Like, I, I'm, I don't think I'm this type of person to, like, be able to condescend on, you know, people that don't have that little mindset or whatever you know to to look past past what's going on today you know but at the end of the day i'm like lucky to have made it past that you know i didn't let the ang like the anger get the best of me there's been times you know that like i said we're not perfect but man i know a lot of people out there struggle with those problems and it's like what are you supposed to do you know like and those are the people you're talking to that's people i like to talk to there you go I like that. Yeah, you want to talk to people who are struggling with their own issues. I mean, hey, struggling, but at the same time, you know, I'm like, 
I love the, I love the boss life, and all. It's like, man, I love. Like I said, man, my dad. Uh, well, like my me and my dad didn't talk about that stuff, but <laughs> you know, uh, I looked up to, I looked to hustlers, motherfuckers, like, re- like, real hustlers. You know, in the two thousands, nineteen nineties, all that kind of stuff. You know, when it was really popping. You know, um, wait a second, wait, a second, slow down for a second here, little crispy note. Let's slow it down. So wait a second, you looked up to hustlers. Yes, sir. Okay, and you're saying it was popping off in the nineties, like real hustlers. I say 2001, 2000, early 2000s, late 1990s. Okay, so ni- okay, and so what does real hustler to you mean? Actually, describe that. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking in the term of today and back then, you know. But um, yeah, well, what are you but, saying? But, but from, from what I'm saying, like the kind of people I looked up to is like maybe what you see in the in the in the videos, hip hop in the hip hop videos. You know, like what, who? What, man, I'm talking about. You know, in the end of Paid in Full? You seen Paid in Full before? What is it? Paid in Full. You know the movie Paid in Full? Yeah, Paid in Full. Okay. You know in Paid in Full, the end of this movie, they got all these like, they're pulling up to a little video scene and you see the people with the white gold chains and they're putting out the money, this and that. Yeah. That, that's the time, you know, a lot of people aren't proud, you know, to like be that time, but that's the time that I grew up in when, where, when motherfuckers have the white tee, white tee, long white t-shirts, white gold chains, Cadillac, Impalas. Bumping Mike Jones, Down South Music, yeah. and West Coast Music, all that kind of stuff. With mother, you know, Rocker Word, Joker Brand, all that kind of stuff was going on. Joker. Hey, Mondo, when you hear, when you hear Crispy Note talk like that, it's your son, that's your fruit. What, what goes through your heart? What goes through your mind when you hear this? He's just a product of, uh, of the environment that he grew up in. Ask him who he's talking about. Yeah, who are you talking about? Who am I talking about? I think everybody that I know to this day. I mean... But you know, a lot of people got cut off and this and that, but obviously my pops. Um, Wait a second. Let me ask you a real question. You look up to your dad and, and don't give a, pol- a political answer. Keep give it a real. Nah, it's not, it's not a political answer. Of, co- of course. You know, I, like. What does he do that you want to emulate? At this point, you know, it's just the way he carries, like, carries himself, you know, and um, is respected. But, but, I mean, there was a lot of things like. Can't, I can't look up to, to, I can't look up to, you know, the whole light, like, can't look up to the negative and positive, you know, you got to recognize what, what what's what, but at the end of the day, it's like, shit, my dad is, uh, is, um, man, is a figure, you know, that, like, the name runs deep. Right. Hey, hey Mondo, do you, do you do any kind of mind-altering substances or anything anymore? Not today, man. Thank God. All right. Thanks to my higher power. All right, so let me ask you this, uh, crispy note. Do you look up to your dad's sobriety? Yeah, of course. If you look up to the hustler part, you know, then you got to look up to the sobriety part. Um, What does that mean? Explain how the hustler and sobriety go. How does that work? I mean, let me tell you the truth. Yeah. For for, for a long time, you know, like as a kid, I always like, I never, um, I, I never even like, I never looked at as anybody that I know as like drug users or any of that stuff. I always looked at people that were making money, but um, it's like, yeah, that was never uh, really, that was never really into like in it to me. So it's like, do I look up to the sobriety? It's not really even a question. It's like it's supposed to be 
supposed to be that way. Um, I know what it's supposed to be like, but um, for, let me, first let me ask you this. Do you take any mind-altering substances? You know what? Um, I might have a little problem smoking, <laughs> smoking, smoking weed and drinking right. alcohol, but um, nah, I never, I never tried, tried nothing before. So let me, let me, let me get this right. Let me yeah. get this right. Um, so you're saying, you know, you looked up to like the hustlers. You looked up to maybe dudes selling dope in the dope game, and it's automatic that these dudes are making money they're not using, right? Exactly. Like they're on their business, right? Like, if you're really doing it, you're not over there dipping and getting fucked up, right? Let, let me tell you, I, I'm older now, so I'm not as naive. Mm-hmm. I'm not as naive, but yeah, growing up as a kid, I mean, like, I'm talking about middle school, elementary school, all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I was always told never to, like, use drugs by the people that I look at, like, the people I'm talking about. You know, I was always told never to be using drugs, so it's like, I ain't, I, I, like... It never even crossed my mind that, that somebody that that is like out here making money is actually dipping in it too. Yeah. Right. 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 Back then. Back then. Back then. So uh, it's a different story today. Right. 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 Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like you know that that's that stuff was used to make money on. Other people use it. You know what? You sell it. You get to come up. But uh, I think I think also what you're saying is. Uh, you kind of saw that that might have been a farce in different ways, like you know, right? Because you said I'm not naive anymore, so now you know what what's the real story behind all that. I mean, like I would talk about it. You know, I'm growing up now. You know, everybody. Um, what happens to drug dealers? You know, at the end of the day, shit, who owns a business? You know, not too many people. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like they always say, "Go to jail, you get killed," something like that. But what it really is now, like, maybe 25% go to jail. Maybe 25%, you know, you might get into an accident. You know, you might not, something happen. But the real problem is people get hooked on their own shit. And from there, it's like, shit, you see homeless now? <laughs> right. You see motherfuckers, like, never, ever make it back to that top position where they're at, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. that's what the real problem is. Right. Um. Let's bring on guest number two. You ready for? You ready to open up? Yeah. The door Jerome number two. Yeah. I, I don't know if people are ready for this. Uh, he's a, this guy is a beast. This guy is uh, the ones that we were talking about biceps. Uh, why don't you open up door number two and let the bull in? Let's welcome on Mr. Vincent Luciano to the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah Vincent. Oh, right, come on. Welcome I in. Fucking honor. Honor to be on the hard luck show. Yeah. Hey, Manda. What's going on, lady? Do you see any resemblance between Vince and Steve? Too much. Man, <laughs> that apple didn't fall far from the tree. I couldn't even tell who, who was who right now. Oh, <laughs> hell. I mean, than, than yeah, he yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, some me. people say I don't look any like. Some people are like, "Who's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> is that the family bodyguard? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some people are like, "Who? Like, that's how you're, you that, told that, me that, that one that time dude, I picked you up in school, and they were like, "Is that the gardener picking you up? No, they're like, "That dude's Mexican. You're a Caucasian, <laughs> right? You're no, ma- Steve, you are t- more tanned than Vince. Yeah, but, that's about it. But I would the say you guys have a similar build. 
I mean, exactly. obviously Vince is younger, so he's 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 got a younger man's he's body. Just a version of Lucky. Yeah, exactly. Um, hold the tattoos. Mm-hmm. No tattoos. Hold the tattoos. Hold no, I got one. I got one. One got little one. What's what what tattoo? It did says you? AA. It's, uh, it's my ex girlfriend's initials, but when people ask me, I just say it stands for other things. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Hey, Steve, did you ever get any girls' initials tattooed on your body? Yeah, it was. An, I just went. I, I didn't even. I wasn't even smart enough to get the initials so that I could pawn it off as something else. Yeah, I just went ahead and got the names. Right, but uh, even pictures. So yeah. Okay, so uh, Vince, man. Vince. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, Vince, how tall are you? You're what? 6'2". Yeah. And uh, how much do you weigh? Uh, I'm about just under 210. I'm like 208. I'm probably at about 16% body fat. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Eating donuts and he's at 16% yeah. body fat. Yeah. Steve, how tall are you? About six one and a half. And how much do you weigh? Uh, about two eighteen, two seventeen. Right on. Well, I mean nice that. Load. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. It is interesting because, uh, and we're going to get word from Vincent, but it's like I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot about what Anthony Chris Notes is saying about. Kind of who he looks up at, and kind of how he grew up, and and some of these things, and I'm, and I just know that there's a cross there with uh, with our sons, man. Um, but I just I'm just hearing a lot of different things, and you know what I hear? Like when I was listening to Crispy Note, I'm like sitting there thinking, and I'm listening to what he's saying, and then the first thing I'm going to say is there's a similar pattern in the in the way they talk between. Crispy Note and Mondo and Cranky. Like, they sound, they have some similar um, speech patterns. They don't say the same exact things, but mm-hmm. the speech patterns actually very similar. Vince, what did you hear? You were, you were out in the green room listening. What did you, what observations did you make after Anthony was speaking? And, and what, did you see anything? Um, Be honest. Honestly, I think the thing that spoke to me was when he talked about who he kind of like aspired to be yeah and more so like who he looked up to um the truth is like compared to my dad's upbringing i had like a very very smooth and comforted um upbringing but for some reason i always wanted to be this fucking like drug dealer (laughs) Um, I was, I wanted to be like a heavy drug addict eventually. And I looked Mm -hmm. up to these people who could like somehow pull it off. Who were these people that were somehow pulling it off? So specifically there were, there were, there were rappers like, uh, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Um, he was definitely like an icon growing up. Um, who was pulling it off? Like, who did you look up to? And you're like, you know what? That looks good to me. So I think I think on the outside there were like kids in my high school. Yeah, I'm gonna just say this, this kid named uh, Jeremy, um, who was just able to somehow like command a lot of respect from everyone. Like everyone feared him. He would like to do like heavy, like he'd like to take like triple stack ecstasy pokeballs and like Molly and Xanax, like while at school yeah, and also sell Xanax and XC at school. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow had like the dime of my grade 
just all over him. You know what I mean? And I was like, fuck. And I was like, I'm going to figure out that equation. You know what I mean? I was like, that dude's figured it out the same way on like a larger scale. Someone like Lil Wayne or other rap artists like figured it out um, where I could get as loaded as I want. I could stay as altered as I want to be. Everyone respects me. And it's just because who I am. I don't really have to do much. People just see me and they're like, you're the you're the fucking man. Steve, what do you feel when you hear uh, Vince say that? Does that what comes up for you? I get I listen. I was doing the same thing yeah. at the same age. Yeah, uh, and there was just a different. There was a different. Okay, so if they were looking at like the rap game and like yeah. he's saying yeah. Lil Wayne and these dudes that make it really look like sell dope. I'm gangster and I'm making all this money. I got these girls, right? Yeah. Well, I bought into the same thing. I was buying into that, watching, you know, the Warriors, Goodfellas, Lords of Five. Scarface. Scarface. Like, yeah, bro. I was like, damn, dude, this motherfucker's got the life. He he just calls the shots. And it's like, as a young man, you look at that stuff, man. It's like, if you got any kind of, any of that anywhere around you, you're gonna gravitate towards that, like, I'm, and you're seeing that. You're not looking at like the uncle that's going to school and doing the right thing and all that. You're looking at like the the Shazam, the, sh- the shiny cars, and, and that's the shit you want. Hey, cranks, you were when Steve was kind of talking about the guy who's in the gang, he's gangster, he's selling dope, and he's he's a rap star, he's making it all work. You were shaking your head like, what the fuck? What 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 what, what was that about? It's just because um, I'm shaking my head because it back then it was. For us, it wasn't no rap stars. Fuck, fuck, it was, it was, it was. For me, my neighborhood it was, it was, it was the older homies mm-hmm. right. was, that was running around in the fucking Impala. That's where the rap, that's where the rap stars got that shit from. Yeah, ghetto stars. Yeah, it was the hood stars. You know what I'm saying? It was my older homies. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, some, not even some of my older homies. It was a couple. It was just a handful. Of, like you know, I, I, shout out to the homeboy, rest in peace, Chato, uh, Ernie G's brother. He was, he was, he was, he was one of the. Uh, he was one of the main guys that I was uh, used to look up to. That was like, damn man, he's he's doing it. He, he was he's running the pilot back back then. He was, you know, doing his thing, man. And I was like, man, and he actually became one of my best friends. And um, it wasn't all rap stars, man. And it was other, and it was it was him, and it was other couple, even black dudes in my neighborhood, man, that I used to look up to. Kofi, yeah. Kofi rest in peace. That's another dude too, man. Uh, my homeboy Jose Franco, a couple other dudes, man. They used to be like, damn, uh, them dudes were doing it back then. I was like, damn, I want to be like them, man. There's no fucking. I wasn't looking at no fucking videos. Mm-hmm. That's interesting right. because um, no little Wayne back then. No, no, uh, no. Uh, right, right, right. No, no, no that shit. Th- they copied that shit from from the real gangsters in the streets. Yeah, but what's interesting about what you're saying though is is that so so let me ask was crispy note were you raised in the neighborhood? Of course, uh, of course. But but let me tell you, I, I go me- ahead. I remember like I remember where we were at when that little Wayne. And, no, I remember exactly where, where I was at when I saw that juvenile that backed that ass up video, you know, that mm-hmm. come, come I do out. too. I remember where and, I was and, at too. And that's exactly <laughs> the spot. That's, that was like where pretty much, you know, we grew up at 20s, you know, over there 20th Street, Santa Monica. Yeah. Shit. I, I, I used to tell my dad at the time, you know, like, man, I like Little Wayne, this shit. And this was before he was even like, you know, that's a bling bling area, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second grade, third grade. I show and tell. I remember this to this day. I had a no limit record, <laughs> uh, a, a, piece, a piece. Yeah, yeah. I had a cash money record one also too. You know, I yeah. don't, don't know what it was, whatever. Hey, it's all good, man. Brought it to my show and tell. Damn cafeteria. They told me, man, 
shit, it'll give you extra everything, you know, you got like your damn chain, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was like, I'm pretty much, you know, I like all still memories and stuff, but like, that kind of yeah, set it off I, for you. You know, it's, that's what set it off, you know, but like, all that rap shit, all that kind of stuff, like, yeah, it was a different kind of thing right there, you know, they, 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 that's definitely when the, when the streets and the rap thing, like, the lines got blurred and, you know, you like, right. That's when right. it got watered down, I guess. Cause a lot, no, because a lot of artists, right, who uh, wanted credibility with the audience that they're trying to cultivate, and then that credibility is what made white kids who had never been to a gang want to buy those albums, right? They had to emulate and or associate with real gangsters. And I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and tell you that, that some, of those ga- some of those rappers are gangsters. There's a who, lot of them. Let me ask you a question. In, in your mind, Cranks, who, who are the real ones? I don't want to start naming names, man. But there's a bunch of dudes out there, man, that are there. That, uh, they were. I used to listen to rap back in the days when it was Toddy T, Batter Ram. Those are, those are real gangsters. Those, like, right. those dudes were rapping about the shit that was going on, like Grandmaster Flash and, and The Message. You know, those, were, those were the kind of gangsters. Those were gangsters to me because they, were, they, were, they weren't even gangsters. They were prophets, man. Them dudes were, were rapping about stuff that was going on in the streets, man. Right. So, and they were, and keep, they were keeping it real. That's what gangster means, keeping it real, man. You know <clears throat> I know. I think I will say these these three guys were willing to. I don't know. Somewhere early on, like yeah, I saw Scarface when I was young. Yeah, but by the time I was like seventeen, I had realized that um, I, I was not comfortable in trying to transport and move around large quantities. I didn't buy it. I just thought at I got at a pretty young age. I was like. That's not going to work. Like somebody's going to tell that's not going to work. I think I started to know that I was an addict. Right. And somewhere in there, I started admiring these dudes that were going to prison. They're the respect that they had. Right. And these dudes were like, they had a certain look, the way they held themselves. Yeah, they were going away to prison. But when they got out, they had like a lot of respect. And I listened to these guys stories and they were like, a lot of these guys were just straight arm robbers, you know? They, right. They like doing arm robberies, Which you know? is something that and you they were did. Like, right. They were like tough dudes that did arm robberies and shit and got busted and went to prison. And, like, and they had like a lot of clout and they were like somebody. And, then I, and that was kind of like what I aspired, set my eyes on. But I, I know from talking with Vincent and, and, and from some of the way he's lived that, you know, he, he dug that whole like, being able to slang and make money and have it like that. And, you know, and I, you know, there's a couple of people that, that kind of did that at this circular round table we have right here. I was never that ambitious. No, you know what? I'm going to say something. And this is interesting because, and I think a lot about you, you, Steve, in your career and part of your career, not your entire thing, but part of it is, and I don't mean this in any kind of disrespectful way at all, but part of it is violence. You know, you're a strong dude, you're a big dude, you're a serious dude, you've gone to prison, you've had to do whatever you've had to do, and that comes with you, and there's a credibility with that. And that allows people to rely... There's a lot of people that were not willing to do some of the things that you're able to do. As a result, you have a high value in that regard. And it's, it's, you know, you're not that person today and all that other kind of stuff, but it's still the, 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 the... the energy or whatever it is, you still have that commanding aspect, right? So you didn't, I agree. It makes sense to me what you're saying, which is I didn't, I wasn't trying to move huge things, a kilos of weight and all. So that that didn't seem like it was going to work out. 
But in your life story, what we talked about over time was that um, one of the things you overcame was being scared, being a sissy, and then you balled your fist up and you punched that bully in the eye and you saw the, the currency, the currency in that, and that carried you a long way. So, But what's interesting is when I look at Vincent, even though his frame is massive, Vincent is like a gentle giant. Absolutely. Vincent, let me ask you, when you, you hear me talk about that and you, and you know your dad better than I do, um, what's your emotional response to some of the choices and the things that your dad represents or whatever? How does that, how did that translate into you being a gentle giant or whatever? Um, specifically me being, uh, a bit frightened to fight or stand up for myself. Um, but as far as like what he did, I don't think it's a coincidence that, when I was around one till five, my dad was away and wasn't around. And uh, and that now that I have a son, that the first year of my son's life, I wasn't around and I was getting loaded and wasn't there. So as far as like him actually, like him being more like, I guess like socially dominant and uh, there's like this like degree of strength uh, behind him I didn't get that because I the way I grew up it was like I was on some level like frightened of him even though I, he's never like raised a hand to me um, I was just frightened just because I was like I've never been through what he did so therefore I my character isn't like sculpted to like be someone who like asserts power and like when you have someone who's a dad who's like a professional salesman and such a good storyteller, yeah. you end up kind of developing this personality where you just like, you kind of like sit there and you're quiet and you're just, you learn how to ask questions and let him run the show. You let him run the show and you're riding, you're riding in the passenger seat and you just kind of like roll with it. And I mean, that's that, that, that more or less has translated into my relationships with like, even the women that I've been with, it's yeah. like, I need a chick who's going to tell me exactly what she wants. She's going to run the show. She's deciding shit. And I'm just there just to fucking chill. Whoa. I'm like the token. I, I'm just like the token. So let's, let's hold on a second. Let's huh. hold that right. That was like a three parter. Beautiful answer. That was a great one. And I'm really curious to hear what Steve, what comes up for Steve. So the first thing he said is, I don't think it's a coincidence that, my dad was gone when I was one to five. And then in my own son's life, I was gone in the first year. How, what comes up for you when you hear that, Steve? Um, I'm just glad he's taking, I'm taking some type of mental note about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think my dad, I think that my son, uh, I always say that his mother is the best mother I've ever known, Jessica. Right, the best right. mother I've ever seen right. on the planet, hands down. And I see my son, and uh, I see my son as like the best dad ever. You know, I really see the way the patience and tolerance and love that he has for his son. And uh, um, like I it, say, what? Does it hurt when he says, when he says it's no coincidence, what he's saying is, is like my dad wasn't there when I was one, and now I'm not there for my kid when he was one. Does that hurt you at all? Like, do you feel anything, or what do you feel? Or do you feel like, you know what, that's true, but you're your own man. Like, I, I can't be responsible for everything. No, I mean, there's a piece of that pie that I own, you know. There's a piece of that pie that I own, and, and uh, 
I was getting, you know, uh, I wasn't, you know, I was out. Listen, there was uh, important times in my son's life where I wasn't there due to incarceration. And there was important times and formidable years when I was loaded, man. And so there's a lot of pieces there that I own. Um, I think it it hurts me more yeah. to feel like Vincent was at this place where he's like, all right, you run the show. Right. I need to let you run it. Like, right. Because I, I would try my best to soften myself up when it came to my kids. Right. Like I really... I know that I'm an aggressive guy, and it's like, I know that, but with when, when I'd be around my kids, I would try and be like so much the opposite. Like, I wanted them to tell me what they wanted to do or what they liked, or, or you know, um, I think I wanted to try and make it so that they didn't feel like that. I didn't want my, my, my kid, but you know, when I look back and I listen, I pay attention to my actions, man. Some of my actions are kind of scary, you know? Like what? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I always thought maybe driving around the driving around with my kids, like they might have been scared, man, because I could like fly off the handle at any second to get out of the car. If I fucking want to fight. Like that must have not felt good to the kids. Did you ever see that, Vince? Did you ever see your dad get mad at someone driving and be like, "You want to go, motherfucker"? <laughs> it's 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 not. It wasn't driving, and 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 honestly, he was pretty soft and warm with me. Yeah, and it wasn't ever directed towards me. Right, but. Seeing him in other social situations, if like someone rubbed him the wrong way, right? I've been God <laughs> damn, my dad has a sharp motherfucking tongue. Yeah, no, you I know what that. I mean. Like he'll he'll make you feel like a fucking scant, fucking <laughs> a microcosm. You know what I mean? Not me directly, but I've seen it. So seeing like that potential in him, I was always clear that like bottom line most important thing was that like in a weird way i'd i'd want to prove to the prove to my dad that i was important and i think that like by doing that i just took this kind of like kind of like coward not i don't even know if it was cowardly or afraid but it was like passive. i'm just gonna sit in the pocket right yeah super passive very passive so that's interesting so 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 and I think this is important for all of us to kind of take in for a moment, which is that when you're with a personality that can be strong in certain contexts and you see it and you're like, whoa, and it makes an impression on you. And even though it's not necessarily directed at you, if you have some intelligence, you realize, but if I make the wrong move or if I, you know, do this or do that, that who knows? I don't, I don't ever want that directed at me. So you might change your behavior a little bit in order to kind of put that wall. Anthony, what's your dynamic when, with your, when you're with your dad? I mean, do you feel like you need to lay back? Do you feel like you want to outdo him? Do you? No, we don't have that kind of dynamic. I think it's just uh, obviously... You know, we, we bump heads, you know, once in a while, but it, it's too. How do you it, guys it, bump? When, when you guys bump heads, what actually happens? You actually talk back to Cranks. You tell Cranks to shut the fuck up. You ever said that to your dad? We've had issues, man. Does he ever? Keep it real. No, seriously. Has he ever said to you like, hey, man, you don't know what you're talking about. You weren't there or whatever. You ever said some hard shit to your dad? Crispy now? Yeah, when, I was, when I was younger, you know, I used to say, say, say those kind of, you know, like take it there, I guess. But um he still yeah, does. Uh, yeah, nah, does he? Nah, nah. Yeah. Because I know, cr dude, Cranks, right now, I feel like, and I'm assuming be real, I feel like I'm struggling with Crispy Note a little bit because I feel like he's got his guard up and I feel like he's not really laying it really out there how he really feels. Exactly. 
Why is that crispy? I mean, uh, with like, did you just hurt? We're here man? to get this is a hard oh, luck oh, show, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, to get real. It's, 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 oh, my experience, by the way, crispy. Just so you know, my experience with people who don't pull the the that speak in generalities and don't pull the wall down, it means that they're scared. That's what that means. So I, right now, I feel like you're terrified. Nah, I, I got a lot. I got a lot to say, you know. But um, well, say it. Then say it. Like, what the fuck? Hey, hey, well, we gotta, I mean, come at on. At the end of the day, you know, like what is just is too. I'm not trying to be like my dad, you know, so it's like... So in what way are you not trying to be like your dad? Be real. Come on, man. What, 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 pretty like, much everything we, like, everything we talked about so far, like like all of that hustler stuff and all of that, like... Why don't go, you want Growing that? up in the neighborhood, like all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it's, been, it's been cool. It, I mean... Why don't it, you want to be like that? Because let me tell you, at this point in my life, hey, I ain't made it yet, but, man, I see that I've, like... Made it to this point where it's like, damn, am I gonna risk risk all this shit for fifty bucks, hundred dollars, even a thousand dollars? You know what, man? Any of that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, all that hustle stuff, man. It's like, it's cool. But I hear your dad. I mean, you do cranks, right? You had me, me talk to your son a little bit about school and going deeper yeah. with education, and I see you trying to impart some kind of wisdom. Like, what's going on with that? So. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. When I did my thing, man, I did it for necessity, man. I wasn't, I, yeah, there were movies and stuff were there, but I did it because I was a young kid, having kids, and I had to hustle, yeah. what, you know, and I wanted to be like the homies or whatever, and um, I did it like that because of necessity, and um, I never wanted him to get into this kind of lifestyle, you know, and and I could see that it, it did, it did, he did kind of fall into it a little bit, but today... I see he's different. He he is very different. I think he did learn from from my mistakes and from my 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 my. Uh, he basically seen that that stu- that lifestyle wasn't gonna get me anywhere, and and it didn't, man. I'm gonna keep it real with you. It didn't get me anywhere. Great. Let me ask you something, Chris. Was there a point in time when you were younger, not today, when you were younger, that you either felt like you needed to go down that road, or it was expected of you? Or were you attracted to it for a while and you bought into it and then you started to mature and realize, man, I don't want this. Let me tell you, all three of the first ones. Okay. I needed it. Right? Mm-hmm. That, I needed it, yeah. Well, I needed to do it. That's what I felt like. You felt like. I, I felt like, like that was a necessity, you know? Like, I always, like, watch the interview with Tupac says, like, you know, like, in order to become a man, you know, it's like. You got to do have, this. You have to go to, you have to, like experience prison all that kind of right, stuff. right 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 that's real right there okay you know, and, and, and he's just it, let me say something real quick. he's he he has firsthand uh he's victim of firsthand uh, he just had an uncle that just paroled he's had uh family members that got killed he's you know he's he's seen all that right go ahead so of course like but but even even like some part of, like some part of my heart is like still like man we just want it like Without necessity, you know, it's like another part is like, hey, no, no, you know, like, do you want to just go to work? You know, and it comes down to that kind of stuff. It's like, that's that part of my heart. It's like, where it's like, regardless of being in the streets, school, any, any, that, like, whatever kind of way I was, you know, if I was born in this kind of lifestyle or not born in this lifestyle, it's right. Like, that's where you got to look at yourself. It's like, I, like, you know, like it's said, the, there's people that ain't people, for you. It, not, not even that. Like I said, there's people in these in these situations that you said like where they make it. You know, they make it all these kind of situations. So it's like 
how could I be complaining about any kind of like even people go to jail, you know, it's like Bro, my uncle, this like hey, my cousin you know, my cousin got killed like when I was in high school my cousin got killed. Yeah, I was mad about that, you know, of course. But think back in history, you know, people lose their whole families and even to this day, you know, little kids like there's people in Syria, all those kind of countries out there, they lose their whole families, Holocaust, that kind of stuff, you know, lose cousins, uncles, mothers, brothers, mm-hmm. sisters. It's like, when, when you look at the world in that kind of view, you know, you think about, like, think, you know, think a little bit larger. Right. Use that kind of stuff. It's like. Wait a second. You ain't trying to. I'm like, still not getting a clear yeah, answer from you. Well, answer I'm, I'm trying that's to find out. Like, that's a nice thought, but like that didn't say jack shit. Did you feel like you wanted at times to live that life? Or you had to, like that was what was expected of you. This is my life. This is what I was born to do. Or, or, or were you scared? Like, yeah, like, like, like or did you didn't want it the whole time? Like in your heart, you're like, this ain't for me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Never. Let me put it to you like this. From what I understand about Cranky, right? Cranky is, um, he excels in certain ways, right? He, he, like what he just told us today about jumping in front of him, he might not be proud of it necessarily now, but I'm just saying, if you're the son of a guy like that, you're the son of a warrior, if you're the son of Genghis Khan, at some point you got to ask yourself, am I made of the same shit as that guy? Like, am I as tough as that guy? Are you as tough, Crispy? Are you scared? Like, are you as tough as your dad? Or are you crazy? Or have you said to yourself, I ain't going out like that? Yeah, I think it's like you said, you know, are you going to walk in front of a person that has a 300-pound man, you know, with a fist out? It's like, use your brain, uh, use your brain right right so what you're saying is no because i'm smart is that's what you're saying what i'm saying is yeah it's, it's pretty much in short terms it's like my dad's lucky to be alive right now right 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 right, right, All right. right. Uh, that's you know, not that's not your path i, I mean you're I, like i'm I mean, not i don't have to go through that because he went through that you know it's not even like that I, it, it might happen it might happen you know but at the end of the day it's like Shit, he's lucky to be alive. I'm, I'm right here, you know, like still, still part of this stuff. But it's like, nah, I can't, I can't see, I can't see myself. Uh, he's a smart kid, man. He's, he's, he's accomplished way more things than I've ever accomplished. He's, right. He's, he's went. I, I didn't even graduate from high school, man. Um, right. Me either. He's, he's going to. He's, he did good in school. He's, he has a, he got his little career going. Let, let, let has, me just say, just this one, this one thing is like thing that always bothers me. Like, go ahead. It's the biggest. It's the, something you won't learn in school or learning like any of that kind of stuff. It's Go ahead. Like, everybody always like, hey, you know, tough. You know, you want to like all those people out, uh, people out there are always talking about, hey, man, the big man, you know, this and that. You want to fight, whatever. You know, all kind of bullshit, whatever. Whenever people want to fight, you know how they say, you're not a man if you don't get down. It's kind of right, bullshit. Right, right. Man. I've seen what, what fighting, what fighting will, will get you into, and, and like sometimes you know it's like you either be the smarter person and walk away, yeah, or you're going to be the person that shows them what you're going to do, and either, and you know you know and what take that, the what, consequences what, that roll with it. Uh, okay, so all right. Like, so yeah. wait, hold on a second. Yeah. So this is interesting. So so cranks, you're hearing that right, and your son's essentially saying. Like, look, there's a lot of people that walk around and want to be the big swinging dick and they're going to fight everybody. No one's going to get one over. And he's saying, or you could be smart 
and walk away and fucking live for another, do something else. And what do you feel when you hear that? I feel that's great, great, great for him to think that way because I don't want him to think the way I did. So in, in, in a way, I feel real good that he's thinking that way. Because that's that's the right way to think, you know what I mean? Yeah, be, that's I'm not letting his ego yeah. take yeah. charge of it. If I would have thought that way, like how he how he's thinking today, I would have been man, I, I would I would have been all good right now. You know? Right, which I'm not saying that it's not because some of us have to go through certain things to right. get right. to where we're at today. Right, and luckily he hasn't gone through the things that I'm gonna be real. <laughs> if he went through the things that I've gone through, he he wouldn't make it. What do you feel when you hear that crispy note? Because that's got to hurt your balls a little bit. No, right? I'm, I'm talking about like prison stuff and jail stuff. Not <laughs> no, stuff no, that no. I'm proud of. You no, know what I no, mean? No, but no, I'm saying no, that. No, no. My, let's, let's be, listen, and it was my, different times too. Listen, so. listen. Well, let's just get these issues. Yeah, you said like, it. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. These are man yeah. issues. Yeah. And you know what, man? You might be right. You might be right. So what do you feel, Chris, when your dad's like, look, this guy right here, he's a smart kid, and I love what he's about because he's saying the right thing, and I wish I could have done that. But the things that I went through, he wouldn't have survived that. How does that feel? It's pretty interesting, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think your, your brain is going to get you way further, like... Your brain will get you out of the out of those. Yes, you know, it will. Yes, it will. We'll get you through that situation. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you could be the three hundred fifty pound, five <laughs> percent. You know, whatever. Like sitting in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 that's right, right. That's true. Right. And, and, what's, true. and what's yeah. gonna happen? Like, that's true. Yeah. After a couple, you know, you shit, you might want to kill yourself. Right. And that's you know, some people it's like, man, you got to use a, you got to pretty much use like. Your brain yeah. to get through in situations. When I was talking about all that fighting and all kind of stuff like that, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't saying, you know, about getting fights or none of that, but I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, it's like, you got to know sometimes, like... When to say no. Not, not even when to say no. It's like, you got to know pretty much if you're going to walk out there, walk out there, you know, like, tough macho man, or if you're going to be quiet and, you know, like, make, make your own move, you know, come back. Or something like that. Right. You know, something like that. And let me ask you a question. Do you, you ever... What's the, do you argue with Cranks? Like, do you say, like, do you guys are driving around and Cranks is like, look, man, I want you to <laughs> All get... All the time, man. Yeah, how do you guys argue? What's your argument style like? I'm, I'm kind of curious. real. We, yeah. We've, uh, we've gotten into it before. Not that... You know, we, he could tell you. He, we, drive, we, drive, we drive different cars, but you know what? Like, like <laughs> uh, on the way over here... Come on. Hey, you know, he... He might, he might not like my style of driving or might not like my little activities <laughs> hey, what's on wrong, the road. What's wrong, you know, with, like, hey, what's wrong he with the might, way he drives? Come on. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you, man. He's, he's over there smoking a bow and he's driving. He's looking down. He has the music all out. There's a car right like, like two feet in front of us, probably less. And uh, he's blowing that fucking shit up in the, in the car and shit. I'm like, what the fuck am I? And like, I'm sober today, so I'm like, man, this uh, I'm about to get fucking high as a motherfucking kite right now, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Man. let's be real. I mean, let's keep it real. He's, we've gotten into it before, you know. He's, we've got into it, and he's, he's even pulled out a knife on me before, you know. Mm. You know, I don't recall that, but <laughs> I don't recall. So, it. Nah, nah, but how big was the knife? How big was the knife? I don't know. Ask him. I don't it, know if he remembers. Man, it's not, was it a butterfly it, knife? Man, it's not like the one that I had right now. That's that's that's. that's <laughs> Truth. Anyways, but you know what? I've done. I, you know what? I did that to my father too, though. That's interesting. I did that to my father. I I I could sit here and honestly sit there and say that I I went through through blows at my dad before, man, and um, and I I've 
I told you, man, I've, I've done it to my dad, too, man. And I'm, I'm reaping what I saw, I guess, right? Right, I'm, I'm yeah. Um, luckily, he's a good kid, and he hasn't, it hasn't been that bad. But I, I put my family through a lot of uh, bad situations, man. And luckily, man, my family's been through with me bad and through good, man. I, what are you what are you identifying here steve you're listening back and forth it's gotten a little bit more real between uh cranks and crispy notes so what are you what are you what are you observing here i just i uh you know i i, I want to you know it's interesting because there's a different dynamic between them and me and vincent but at the same time it's just it's just a trip man i think uh you know, it's two things. I think both these guys, I think both of them are sharper right. in many ways than right. me and Cranky. Um, and I also, you know, there's an old story, man. There's an old story, and I've told this before a few times. There's an old story of these old mobsters, right? Old mobsters that came over from Sicily, and they were pro- broken poor. They had nothing, man. And these guys got to New York, right? They got to the East Coast. And these guys had to do some fucked up, grimy, dirty shit. And they they came up through the ranks, man. And they ended up, you know, after 20 years in the game, 30s in the game, these guys were like bosses. Fine suits, and they had made money, bootlegging, bird, like a lot of dirt they did. But they had these kids. They had these young, they, you know, they had sons. Right. And their sons were kind of built, born into this life of having things. The sons didn't ha- come from a dirt floor. They didn't have to do these things, right? right? And so as the fathers get older, they're trying to either hand their sons off this business or bring them into this life. Yeah. And all the old bosses are looking around saying, what's the matter with this fucking kid, man? Yeah. He doesn't know how to run numbers. You to, you know, and it's because the sons didn't have to grow up like the fathers, right? Right. And I feel like, you know, these, I don't feel like they, that, you know, they're smart enough to know you don't have to go to prison. You don't have to fucking, you don't have to do all this shit, man. A lot of ego macho shit that we maybe had bought into. I believe that this generation's, these guys are a little bit smarter. Like, well, that, you know, I remember Vincent saying to me a long time ago, I don't want to go to prison. I like, you know, <laughs> I like my freedom too much or right. whatever it was. It was like, it was like, of course, because you're fucking normal. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. But I felt like I needed to go to prison. Like, that was... But uh, I just think there's different things. I think, you know, I in many ways, I think that, you know, to be keeping it real, I think Anthony in many ways is like, you know what? I'm smarter than that guy. He didn't buy the lie. Right. right. I'm smarter than that guy. I mean, uh, right. I why would I do that? It doesn't, you know? Right. Um. The, the, re- the reason why I'm asking is because it's because it's so strange, Crispy, but I see a lot of your dad in you. And I know I'm not the only person that said that to you. Right. But then, like you said, and but there's also, dude, I don't know what it is, but in you, I also see another dude. I see somebody, a slight, a, a different guy. And I, I'm going to say this. It seems like a, um, a, I don't mean this in a weak way, but it seems like a sensitive guy in a sense that's like the the artistic side i can kind of see that also in you and i see like right now to a certain extent you are 
first of all, you're like, what the fuck? We're on a, I'm going to lay out all my shit on a fucking shot. I don't even know who's listening to this thing. <laughs> and so you're a little guarded, but then we just got back a little bit. But I also see that you got an intensity in something that you want to prove to your dad. And I also can see that your dad loves you very much. Does there any, and be real. I mean, dude, I don't know if anyone can actually answer this question honestly, but is there any question in your mind that your dad cranks loves you? No, not at all. Right, like he wouldn't be tripping on how you drive and smoking a bowl and doing this and doing that. If he if he didn't love you, that wouldn't bother him. He would be like, whatever, I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I don't know. At that point, it's like, Tell me. maybe we just have like, like you said, it, it's um, man, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. To, to be honest, it's, I'll probably do that. We we haven't got over everything, you know. Um, right. I'll probably still do that stuff anyways. Like. Even if he didn't love me, but but the way that my dad loves me is a different kind of love. It's not. It's not. My, he's not gonna. He's not gonna show up to my graduation and tell me he loves me and give me you know this passport and stuff. He's gonna. He's gonna pull up if somebody like messes with me or that kind of stuff. It's like it's been done before. You know, and, and yeah, both both situations been done before, and it's like. So I've had him in. He's he got jumped one time, and I had him in the car going around looking for these dudes and. Uh, I was where I told him, hey, if we pull up on the tools, I'm going to do my thing, and you're just going to let me know who they are, and you're just going to pull out with me for me. <laughs> and and, and right did, now, it work, you know, did it work out that way? You no, know what? Thank God that he was watching over me that day and he, over <laughs> him because we didn't find them dudes. And, uh, and because I, w- I would have probably been in jail, and he would have probably been in jail with me. And let me ask you a question. Oh. This is an interesting thing because normally when a kid gets in a fight at school, the last thing you want is your parent to go down and handle it for you. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't at school. It wasn't at school. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Even in the street stuff. Shit. Let me ask you some shit. It, it, was it an unfair situation? Is that why? Let him answer it. Yeah, because because and I'm not saying this is in a bad way, but I'm saying sometimes a protective parent like cranks. Let's and I say, left right? work for and I left work for this. Yeah. Like a protective parent like cranks. Happen. If I have to leave work, man, somebody's really in trouble. <laughs> it, it cranks like so. He's being protective on one level. On the other level, even in the streets, is it? Does it work the same? Like if your dad has to handle your shit for you, does that fuck you up, or was it not like that? Yeah, no, nah, of course you're not supposed to call. You're not supposed to call any like. Supposed right. to handle everything on your own, um, <laughs> straight up. Did you try to tell your dad that? Like, hey, man, nah, it, it wasn't even like it, it's not. He got it, 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 it comes to this point. It comes to this point where it's like. I'm not gonna. You're not. You're not supposed to walk out there, in the middle of the street like it's the Wild West, and and, and ask the two people politely to come out. Your, you know. Wait a minute! Stop to, talking to in code, you. brother. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. just tell just us what, what happened, what, bro. You got him. Hey, 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 how many people beat him up? How many people beat him up? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You can't tell me. You can't tell you guys. I'll tell you what happened. You can't meet it like. Yeah, I got. I was walking home one day and people pulled up in the car. You know, asked me where I'm from. You know, whatever. Just not. Hey, one person got a little scuffle. The next person comes out and the car he got jumped. Socks me on the side. Of, you know, socks how many me, people like, kicked your ass? Yeah, that it, day? It, it was two. It was two people. Two people. Yeah, okay. they, you know, I was two. two people. Were they older than you? Yeah, they were older than me. Oh, okay. okay. They were older. All, than right. Me. All right. So that makes right. a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, though, it's not no rules. It doesn't matter if that if call my dad or if people. Right. He, he just called me to tell me that he got jumped, so this incident happened. That's how he did to tell me, and then that's how he needed to tell me. Right, and, uh, right, right. From the, where where I, where I come from, from where Lex comes from, it's a it's a, well, something like that happens. It's go time. You know what I mean? You got to. What do you do, do, dude? Do you, do you see red instantly? Or, or, oh man, you, I, I, 
you know, something it's like you, man. You want, you know, you got a, you got a, you got a son. Somebody beats up your son, and they call you, and I know, can tell if it's a kid thing, you know. You let yeah, if it's like a one on one, you know. Yeah. At the time, he was he was a little bit younger, and he got jumped by some, some rival gang, and so he told me, hey, you know what? I just got down with these fools. They jumped me, and this and that. I said, all right, where, where you at? I'm on my way, and. So there's no questions asked, you know. I, and luckily, like I say, I told him, you got the description. Let's go look for these dudes. And we're driving around looking for these dudes. And, uh, man, God was on their side that day. Cause, uh, and God was on my side. because Right. Uh, we and then I. And what not, would you have done to those dudes, man? Hey, man happened, you don't even want to answer that. Question, <laughs> well, it didn't happen. So in theory, well, I was just gonna pull up and handle my business, man, and, and yeah. let them know, like, hey, you guys fucked up on this one, and uh, and uh, and get my money. No. <laughs> now let me ask you a different question, Take Chris. Because there's a lot of dudes that got dads. Let me let me let me, let me bring you into the real world, uh, Chris. There's a lot of dudes that got dads that when they come home and they go, hey, I got my ass kicked, those dads are too chicken shit to actually do anything. They're like, well, you know, life's ups and life's downs. Do you, on some level, do you have a feeling of pride that you got the kind of dad that's like, let's go fucking handle this right now? It wasn't even a question. Do you feel that or no? It's definitely, it's definitely that element, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you just said, my cousin, rest in peace, you know, passed away back in 2012. We had all these people, my dad, cousins, you know, I'm I'm a family pretty much from the hood. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you got to beat up, you know, once or twice. Not like. That's part of it. It's part of it. But at the end of the day, I told him like, hey, damn, my bad. You know, I didn't know these people were your cousins or like, that kind of shit. But like, you're, not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be telling anybody that. I mean, it, you, you might feel more pride going out like, on your own, to be honest. Right. Do you feel like your dad was too much, too much of a protector for you? Like, do you feel like he was around too much? Do you feel like you live in his shadow? Nah. Um, nah, there, there's been times like, of course, it definitely helps to... Um, you know, ha- have this, have this history, have this weight, and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like I- I've had to go through my own little things and this and that. But nah, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt to, to you know, be, be like he-, he gets a pass, man, because of of of, of the history in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm proud real. that I'm I know you, Craig. I'm gonna keep like, it real, I'm, man. He gets I'm, a pass, and it's not only me. It's not only me. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I got cousins from my neighborhood. Uh, wicked, clever. I got another older cousin. Not yeah, a, that's what I was trying I to say a, too. I got a, uh, you know what I mean, and I got, and I'm gonna be real with you, man. My cousins, uh, they, you know, they they've done their fresh air dirt, you know, and uh, so he gets, he definitely gets a, a, a big pass, man. You know that. But you know, I got but, a question but, about that. But he, but he, he's done his thing too. You know what I mean? I can't take that away from him. You know. He's, he's, he made a name for himself. Dude, you know? he pulled a knife on the fucking great cranks. That takes a lot of balls. Hey, and you know what? He pulled that knife out. I told him, man, I wasn't in my state of mind that day. And I told him, you know what? Do me a fucking favor, man, and, t- and do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Did you stab your dad, dude? No. I don't remember this. <laughs> but I got a question because I got a question. And, I, and this question is not only for for you, cranks, but, or for you, Anthony, but because I've heard my son even say stuff like that. And that's like, do you feel at some point in time that this shadow of your dad, you needed to get out and make your own life? Like, you want to get out from under this shadow? I mean, I think that's um, that's definitely why I like, got to keep making all this music and all that kind of stuff. And doing I, you. I, yeah, doing me. I mean, and like. I and it looks I, different. No, nah, at the end of the day, I mean. I feel like I've been doing that, you know, this whole shadow right. kind of thing is like, 
you know, maybe if it was just my dad, like you're saying, maybe if it's just my dad and this and that, but... Um, it's more than like, that. It's more than that. I mean, it's more than that. Like, um, man, I've had... I've had this little... I've had... I've known, like, all, this is pretty much the life that I've known since, like, I was born. So it's like, man, I got my own shadow to, like... My, I got my own shadow to feel. I got my own... Yeah, of feel, course. So like... Yeah, and, and even that's that's more important to me. Like, of th- that's more what people are looking at. More people aren't looking like, oh, that's Crank's son. You know, he got to do right. this, do that. Right. They're looking right. at me like, that's a course, that, that, man. That's, that's a course, from, or that's the homie that he's from, made a name from, for himself. From, 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 right, right, right. That's the homie you from Blackwater Shadow. Right, right. That's the homie from that. That's that's the little homie that's been right down the block since we were a little kid, or you know, that that I seen him grow up. So it's like people expect like. But did you have it in your head like I don't I want to be my own man. I don't want that. It's there, but I, I need to I need to carve out my own piece of life. And let me tell you like that's what I'm going to school for and that's like all that kind of stuff, but um and we I'd be sitting here lying if you know if I didn't tell you that the struggle's not like if the struggle's not always there, you know, to to break out of like this whole little mold that's right, know, that's right, 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 right. Hey, so Chris, yeah. like, um, like about a month ago, yes, maybe it was down at the Pico Youth Center. Yes, uh, you want you introduced me to your son, and you said, Correct. "Why don't you talk to him about school? Why did you do that?" Um, in my family, man, I'm the I'm the black sheep of the family, man. I got sisters that I got a sister that's a lawyer. I got another sister, a social worker. I got a, a brother. He's he went to the service. I got a I got cousins that are doctors. I got other family members that are school you know um the reason why i told you is because uh they've told them stuff you know they've told them stuff and i don't think he bothers listening to other to people in the house you know what i mean mm. and um the reason why i told you is because i'm looking at you as a successful lawyer as somebody that's right here with us and how do i look like it, it goes back to to back then too man how do i look like telling this kid not to be gang banging and not to be doing this not to be doing that if i'm if I, I'm not a lawyer, bro. I don't. I never went to UCLA. I never went to any kind of school. I can't tell him. What, I, like I said, I barely finished high school. I, I, I didn't even finish high school. I got kicked out of every school in Santa Monica, man, since the fifth grade. How do I look like telling this kid, hey, man, you got to go to school. You got. I don't know nothing about school. You know what I mean? You I know really what, don't. man? To me, that when I hear you say it like that, to me, that takes real courage. Because you are recognizing, like, okay, I got a deficit in a certain area, and I don't have the, necessarily the credibility to tell him. I want him to do better than I did, and I can't tell him because I didn't do it myself. So I'm going to go to somebody else and say, hey, and a lot of men won't do shit like that. And so, Chris, like, when you hear your dad say that, like, do you feel what, what comes up for you? I mean, I, I've been thinking this. At the end of the day, like, we're from the west side, you know, so it's like, I think, like, that, that that right there is just a blessing on its own, so it's like, man, I have, I have this kind of structure, you know, like, this kind of, not even just for my family, you know, like, we come from, you know, we come from, from, like, it's a little neighborhood and this and that, but, since I was a little kid, man, I, I was, I was able to read, when my dad got shot, I, I got, I got, I got those, you know, those therapy sessions and all that kind of hold stuff. Hold on so a second. Like, stop. Stop right there. Yeah. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you something real quick. You want another thing too? Why I told you to talk to him because I know that my credibility has been shut out in certain areas. Right. And I, I, today I can accept that responsibility. 
that's why I'm saying it takes courage. I think that that's a brave, yes. that's a that's a courageous thing to be like, I, I want, I know I can't and say it in and that, and so I'm going to ask somebody for help. And I'm working on my credibility today to, to, to reestablish that relationship with my son. You know what I mean? Uh, but I know I did a lot of wrong too. You know, I'm keeping real with you. I, sure. He's seen, he's seen shit that he's not supposed to see. He, and I didn't show him anything good, man. You know what I mean? I, I showed him how to just have this word and to be to be down for for a cause that wasn't even a real cause, man. That's so interesting. Let me ask you this, Chris, for real. Like, just as a man, just as a human being, okay? Take off the take off the clothes, take off the fucking armor, take off the fucking identity. What's it like for a young kid when your dad gets shot? What do you go through? What's up, all? This is Sound Guy Sean. This was a four-hour episode that we're breaking into two parts. So join us next week as we get into part two of the Fathers and Sons show. Thanks for listening, and adios, 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 adios.